0: Welcome back to a fresh new season of Health Charcha. I am Deepya Hooja, podcast producer, HD Smartcast and your host and host on this podcast where we will discuss all of the burning health-related questions you, my dear listener, might have in mind. So, let's begin. You know, ever since our last episode on Health Chacha on diagnosis and treatment of aortic stenosis, I haven't been able to get my mind off of this procedure called transcatheter aortic valve replacement, or TAVR, or इसे TAVI के Call me an optimist, but the idea of having a thin, flexible tube inserted into your artery through minimally invasive technique to guide the, you know, artificial valve up your heart. To replace the diseased valves, my god, that's already a mouthful. But what this miraculous thing reminds me of is Tony Stark and how he so innovatively saved his own heart to give himself another chance at an extraordinary life. Romantic, but um, I don't know. Uh, if it's just me, or are you too intrigued to know more? Either way, we are going to find out. To talk to us about TAVI in this episode, we have with us Dr. Kaushal Pandey, Senior Consultant, Cardiac Surgeon, PD, Hinduja Hospital and Research Center, Mumbai. Hi, Dr. Pandey, how
1: Good evening, or rather good morning, and I'm very well. And uh, I look forward to interacting with you on a very, very interesting topic of Tavi or Taver, as they call it.
0: Yeah. Both
1: these names really mean the same. During the yeah. course of conversation, I might explain how it started as Tavi and why it became Taver and why both are interchangeable.
0: Lovely. I love it when our guests. Uh, you know, they come on board and they set the context right on the word go. I love it. Uh, so, Dr. Pandey, uh, tell us what does a TAVI procedure involve? isme kya kya hota hai?
1: Yeah. So It's very interesting. Only 20 years ago, even as a heart surgeon or even any cardiologist would have never ever imagined that we can implant a valve inside a diseased valve. So, there's a small story to it. As the societies progress, as development happens, you have a society full of octogenarians, nonagenarians, and sometimes even centurions. So, countries like Japan, Germany, France, and of course, the United States have a sizable population who are into their 80s, 90s, even 100 plus, and in Japan, also 110 plus. Hmm. As the age advances... You know how when we get older, some people will lose their hair. Some people's hair will go gray. Similarly, a lot of people's heart valves will get degenerated or they just become old. Hmm. So, aortic valve stenosis or calcific aortic stenosis or degenerative aortic stenosis all really mean the same. So, these are age-related problems pertaining to our aortic valve which is actually the main heart valve situated between the main pumping station of the heart that is left ventricle and, of course, the aorta. Hmm. So, this aortic valve becomes very narrowed and it gets huge deposits of calcium and it is an aging process. So, same thing will happen in India. So, 25 years ago, whenever we saw these patients, the surgeon and the cardiologist would examine the patient investigate the patient, give the patient and family a diagnosis. But when it came to treatment, it was only open-heart surgery and a surgical aortic valve replacement. Mm. Obviously, the cardiologist, myself, and of course the patient, all would panic. Imagine operating on a 99-year-old grandmom,
0: Ooh.
1: so frail, and, you know, having to do an open-heart surgery. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah, very tough. And it's very tough even for the doctor to recommend a major open-heart surgery. After all, we are human beings first. I am surgeon actually at the very last. So, So, when the scientists were faced with degenerative aortic valve stenosis, then obviously we started looking for options. One of the earliest was, can the surgery be made a little simpler? So, that is how minimal, invasive, smaller incision surgery happened. But, you know, we were also, so to say, cheating ourselves a little bit. After all, it is still an open-heart surgery. After all, instead of the cut being 6 inches, it was still 4 inches. The pain was still there. And mind you, at the age of 90, to sustain and tolerate an open-heart surgery is not easy even for the patient. It is not easy even for the surgeon And mind you, how difficult it is for these patients to be managed by the intensive care nurses and the doctors. So we started thinking, how can we place a valve inside the aortic valve? So the first TAVI was approximately done by Alain Cribier in France almost 19 years ago. Hmm. He was a genius. He's still alive. He doesn't operate or practice anymore anymore. But, you know, he is a living legend and he was miles ahead of all of us. So he basically laid down the foundation for, of course, the medical industry, the other cardiologists, the rest of us to improve and improvise on it. Hmm. So when TAVI started, it was actually trans-aortic valve implantation. So, this TAVI word has changed over the last 15 years or so. So, we started off. So, the surgeon would still open the sternum, make a small purse string on the aorta. Hmm. Through that, the catheter-based valve was implanted inside the aortic valve in an operation theater, but using image intensifier. But mind you, the chest was still being opened. So, it was called transaortic valve implantation.
0: Right. Then,
1: yeah. So then we said, oh, can we make it smaller? So we also had an option that you could make a small thoracotomy, meaning a small incision on the left side of the chest. Okay. Expose only the left ventricular apex. And through that, we could place a catheter based valve inside the diseased aortic valve. So this was called. Transapical valve implantation. So TAVI still remained. Yeah. So, you know, patients, surgeons, cardiologists, and of course the patient's relatives still felt open-heart surgery was not being done, but the chest was still being opened. Infection was always a problem. Wound healing was always a concern. And of course, it still required ICU stay. And the stay was still five to six days could we do something better? Right. So, could we do something better? This is what drives the medical industry globally. moment you tell the medical industry, can we do something better in this direction? And believe me, believe me, Mumbai never had a ceiling and today's ceiling looks, wow. You know, the ceiling should have been 50 years ago. But 50 years ago, we could have never imagined. Hmm. So, you tell the medical industry, can we do something better? And sure, about 14 years ago, they developed the same valve mounted on a catheter and this catheter could be then placed through the groin artery mm. and then all the way up toward through the aorta into the ascending aorta and we could develop a TAVI. So, then it became trans-arterial valve implantation. So, if you see through the journey, TAVI always remained, and we are smart, we are intelligent. So, we continue to use the same tally trans apical valve implantation, trans aortic valve implantation, and now we had trans arterial valve implantation.
0: Very cool. It almost felt like I went into like the storytelling mode. Ki, Now, you know, this is interesting, but how is this procedure in today's day and age performed? And uh, what is the recovery time like?
1: Yeah. So obviously, the TAVI kept getting reformed and it is still being reformed. What we have is a catheter size, which is still quite fat. Fat meaning size of our little finger. So, yeah, it's quite big, quite big, 14 French. And so we uh, expose... Both the groin arteries, right and the left. And of course, one of the groin veins is also exposed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is done through that. But mind you, uh, the patient is awake. So all these procedures today are done while the patient is awake. So technically, this is called conscious sedation. So the patient is just uh, put to sleep, but he or she is lightly asleep. It is patient is still arousable. So, we just give local anesthetic in both the groins. We are in a position to talk to the patient and uh, it is done in the CAT lab. It is always done all over the world by what is called a heart care team approach. So, basically, there is a cardiac surgeon and there is a cardiologist who actually scrub up to perform the procedure, but there is also an echocardiographer frequently he or she can be also a cardiologist who will perform uh, trans echocardiography and sometimes even trans esophageal echocardiography while the TAVI procedure is being performed.
0: Wow. So, so what is the recovery time? I, I mean, and uh, if the patient is awake in a sense, I'm guessing this also takes lesser time uh, in uh, the operating theater. And sure. so how much time does it take and, you know, how much time does it take to recover post-surgery?
1: Yes, so, so your question is uh, uh, quite, uh, it is multifaceted. So, yes. the, the open heart surgery takes in a good experienced surgeon's hand about three hours from start to finish. Requires general anesthesia, requires use of heart-lung machine. Of course, after the surgery, in open-heart surgery, that means surgical AVR or SAVR as it is popularly called. So mm-hmm. you have hospitalization of about six to seven days of which two to three days are in the ICU and of which 12 to 24 ca- hours can be on a ventilator. As contrast to that, in a TAVR, the patient is actually admitted in the morning of the procedure because mm-hmm. all the investigations have already been completed. So here is a very, very planned exercise. It's like going for out for a lunch or a brunch, in fact. So, patient gets admitted at 9 o'clock in the morning. Patient is fasted for only 4 to 6 hours, which means the previous evening, patient has had a full dinner. Patient could have even gone to a restaurant. Patient yeah. could also have had a drink or two. Now, in the morning, when the patient comes, he or she, after admission, is wheeled into the CAT lab. Yeah. Start to finish, in a very straightforward case, it can take as little as 45 minutes. In a very difficult case, it may take 90 minutes. Mind you,
0: oh. the patient
1: is awake through the procedure. Huh. And after the procedure, the patient is uh, taken back into the intensive care unit. But the patient is wide awake, patient is talking to the nurse. Within two hours, patient can be actually made to sit out on a chair and have a soup or a light snack within two to three hours after the procedure. Patient spends that night in the ICU. Next day morning, if the patient is very in good, robust health, we can actually discharge the patient the same evening. The next day evening, sometimes mm-hmm. the patient might spend a day in the ward, which means this hospitalization is barely two to three days at the most four days in some cases.
0: Wow. I mean, I'm already feeling safe. Right? If I end up in this situation, I know now that a couple of years from now, when I am old enough and you know, I have I might be susceptible to a disease like this, I think I'll be safer.
1: <laughs> so you you will reach that stage after 50 to 60 years from today. <laughs> and the and it the Tavi and the, <laughs> the, the Tavi or Taver would have also changed. And believe me, yes. no doctor, no surgeon, none of us can even imagine 20 years from today what Tavi would be.
0: Mm.
1: Because the things are advancing so rapidly. True. After a Tavi, there are patients nowadays who have Tavi on the weekend. On Friday, they get the procedure and Monday, they are back to work. Wow. Imagine that even if you had this procedure when you were 70 years old, on Monday morning, you can still go to the studio and have a recording or a live performance.
0: True. Absolutely. And uh, you're very right in saying this, that at 72, I will be working. (laughs) Yes. Now, um, you know, as optimistic and romantic as all of this sounds. And, you know, we've definitely projected it to our listener that, you know, this is something that's easy to do. And I mean, my reactions speak quite a bit, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. But, you know, um, I really want to know in all, uh, you know, simplicity, in all practicality, how can one expect to feel after this uh, procedure, Dr. Pandey?
1: Yes, So, TAVI basically started off as a competition or as a rival or as a substitute to surgical aortic valve replacement. Hmm. So, the medical industry ensured that the TAVI valve was in no way inferior to the surgical valve. Hmm. Yes, durability can be an issue, but you know, believe me, every day the TAVI valve is getting superior, it is getting better. So... As the years go by, the signs of Tavi will keep getting better and better. So, this valve performs just as well as the surgical aortic valve. Meaning, how a surgical AVR patient behaves after, say, two or three months, the Tavi patient is able to behave like that within three to four days. So, I will just illustrate an example.
0: Yes, please.
1: So, if somebody was a farmer... Hmm. Within a week after his tabby, he will be able to go back to farming. He will have an energy level as if he was 10 years younger. So imagine asking yourself how nice you would feel if the time clock was driven backwards for you and you were 10 years younger. Say you were 16 year old today. Probably mm. you will be full of life, you will be full of energy and no activity on earth would actually tire you out. Similarly, aortic stenosis is a condition where basically the aortic valve is compromising the circulation to the peripheries, the circulation to the whole body. So there is lack of energy, there is easy fatigability, and of course, patients just feel tired. They just don't feel like doing anything. moment the valve is replaced and a TAVI is performed, the energy level just comes back as if it was a rubber band, you are back to what you were 10 years ago. Believe me, this is something, you know, this kind of satisfaction, only a cardiologist and a cardiac surgeon get to experience that, wow, my patient who was so dull, suddenly so full of life. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these patients just go want to go back to full life. Full life.
0: I mean, so... Just to cover the basics, you can breathe normally, you will not experience any pain or less pain, and you will feel less anxious. Wow! I mean, I'm already sold on this uh treatment, I think I'm gonna sign up for <laughs> like right now. Uh, but um, you know, again, how many times uh, does one need to visit the doctor physically for after they've gotten a TAVI procedure done? Because I think maintenance of this kind of lifestyle is also a this kind of lifestyle is a boon right it's amazing yes. to feel this way after suffering for so long but how many times should one need to visit the doctor to actually be able to maintain this kind of energy
1: sure so basically uh, once the patient is being discharged a 2D echocardiography and a electrocardiogram ECG is automatically recorded, because that is part of the protocol.
0: Hmm.
1: The first visit by the patient to the doctor is about 15 to 30 days after the procedure. Okay. So, usually most patients don't want to wait for 30 days, because they want to just go back to every activity possible, including partying. So, Hmm. most patients (laughs) insist on seeing the surgeon and the cardiologist within 7 to 10 days, so that they just want to go back to everything normal, which is quite understandable because their energy level is already high and they are the only ones who can feel it. So the second visit is normally at one month, then after six months, and once the patient completes one year, we recommend a follow-up only once a year. Oh, Yeah, after one year, the follow-up is only once a year and that time patient has to have ECG, 2D echocardiographic assessment and a few blood tests, but mind you, it is only once a year.
0: Interesting, and I'm sure that people will be able to at least maintain that commitment—that a year for
1: I wish what you just said was actually true, but <laughs> in real life, it doesn't happen. You know, our patients have too much of faith and belief in God. And they, of course, have too much of faith and belief in their doctor. Mm -hmm. Most patients after two years just give up on their doctor because they think everything is hunky-dory. Why bother going to the doctor? After all, going to the doctor means taking an appointment, uh, breaking uh, from your routine. Then a family member needs to accompany you because after all, the TAVI is being performed on a senior citizen, etc., etc., so, this is a problem that loss, so technically we call it loss to follow-up, is fairly common in our society, not only in India, but in most developing countries.
0: Right. So, if it does sound complicated to you, dear listener, you must go to your doctor because they will definitely simplify it for you. And they will customize your treatment for you, for your body type, uh, for the uh, you know extremity of the condition that you have. So you need not worry, right? And and the procedure, just in case you have to go through the procedure, it would be less invasive, it would be less time-consuming, and most of all, it's safer than most other procedures, right? Uh, unless there is, of course, medication. Uh, but... This session, this uh, episode has definitely been extremely reassuring. It has piqued my curiosity and how, and I hope that, you know, it's piqued our listeners' curiosity as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Pandey, for doing this, uh, you know, over here. It's quite empowering to know these things.
1: Thank you very much, Dipti. I thoroughly enjoyed having a nice conversation with you. Thanks very much.
0: You're most welcome. That's it for this episode on HealthChurcha. If you want to know more about the diseases discussed in this podcast, please initiate a discussion with your physician. To get updates on HealthChurcha, follow at HTSmartCast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube or LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to HTSmartCast.com or suno naina This is a public initiative supported by Medtronic. Views expressed are independent views of Dr. Kaushal Pandey, intended for general information and educational purposes only. They do not constitute any medical advice. Please consult your physician for any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition. Doctor makes no recommendations or endorsements of any products or services. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smart